Your heart is the support system for every organ in your body. The brain can't function without the heart pumping. The liver can't quiver when the heart has no rhythm. The quality of your life depends on the quality of your heart. Matters of the Heart podcast is a safe space for you to face the true matters of your heart. The issues that causes stress, stress, even even when you're seemingly at rest. Issues like hurt, hurt, pain, pain, betrayal, betrayal, and shame shame are things things that are buried alive alive in the back back of the brain. brain. I call them home diagnosed heart trauma. Others refer to them as heartbreak, when in fact, it's heartache because the heart can't break. I know, sounds pretty interesting to hear, but you'll learn more as you enter in and allow the healing to begin. I'm Detasha Mayo, the execution strategist. Welcome to Matters of the Heart. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another broadcast of Matters of the Heart. Listen, this has been, I think, the most engaging so far episode. We have gotten so many comments about this particular episode, and we are super duper excited and ready to let you all in. For those that don't know, I'm Natasha Mayo, the execution strategist. I help, I assist people go to go from good to great and great to grand in every area of their lives without stress, without strain, and without struggle. And so you guys know that this episode is all about the was then. Listen, I got that phrase from Tony Braxton years ago. They had, you know, uh, Braxton family values on TV and she called her ex-husband the was then. And so it's catchy. It's not to be offensive or anything like that, but it's catchy. It's funny. And so I coined this episode, the was then. And so how to become friends with your ex-husband again, right? Because at one point you guys were friends. You didn't enter into, I hope you didn't anyway, you didn't enter into holy matrimony and not be friends. And so uh, I want to welcome my guest, uh, my ex-husband, who is also a friend, um, someone that I have looked to for years to help teach me the word of God. I like to call him the walking Bible. When I had questions about, you know, something in the scriptures, I would say, hey, I would call him and say, hey, break this down to me like a a five-year-old or a fifth grader. And so he has, you know, always been able to do that. And I have uh, always appreciated him for that. So I want to welcome Jasper Williams to the broadcast. I'm going to give you my own little clap. We don't have a clap machine yet. (laughs) so jasper thank you so so much for joining us on this morning i count it a privilege and an honor we were even open to having the conversation right it's funny years ago i remember you saying i want to say maybe five six even seven years ago you saying that we would need to have this conversation not necessarily on the platform I mean, not necessarily on a podcast, but on platforms to let people know that it is possible. And so we are now here at Manifestation. And so welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is definitely a spoken word, you know, uh, and this is not the end of it. 
Joshua. I mean, I, I just believe God that we're going to go through cities and towns and and really, because people really need to know how to reconnect and re-engage on being friends again. Yeah, that is so very, very important. Um, you know, because how you once love a person, you know, um, and then get to the point where you can't stand that person. So yeah. how do we get from that point to that point? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, what and so let's start there. I love that. Let's start there. What happened? One of the questions that I often ask myself is, how did you get here? Like I do self-introspection myself often. How did you get here? And so in marriage and then in divorce, one, I think we should ask the question before we say I do. How did you get here? Do you Well, you know, we had a plan, Tasha. We had and a plan. what do you and what do you say I do to? And so you say <laughs> you say we had a plan. And so I'm gonna let you take a moment to share what that plan is. Now here's the thing, guys. We both can talk. And so you'll find me kind of <laughs> we both can talk. He's a teacher by trade, he's a communicator. And so we both can talk. So you'll see me reel him back in. But you say we had a plan. So share what you believe the plan was. Well, well, one of the things you told me was to share the truth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that was going to make us free, right? According yeah. to the word. So we had a plan that we said we was going to not have sex until mm -hmm. we were married. Mm -hmm. And we did a good job for months and weeks yeah. and days. And then the inevitable happened because we didn't have any guidelines. Mm -hmm. Okay? Like Jasper. And so you're behind home. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so you feel like not doing that, like breaking that covenant, did what? It causes uh, Satan and his imps to come in and to have a right to have havoc over our lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And and I take the blame for that. And I've always and I didn't take it at first. Yeah. But once I begin to learn who I am and whose I am, I'm the prophet, I'm the priest, I'm the king of that house. Okay, I'm I'm the first person to initiate righteousness in the home. Yeah, and so let's stop right there, right? Because you said two loaded, you know, two loaded nuggets that a lot of people just roll over and they don't fully understand. You said that you are the head, the man is the prophet, the priest, and the king of the home. That's first. Mm -hmm. Then you went on to say that the man is the first one to initiate righteousness. And so I want you to un uh, you know, unpack that a bit, because when you talk about the prophet, priest, and the king, people don't fully understand that when it comes to being the head. Like they take the head and they run with it in the wrong direction. But that's not what God is saying when he calls you the head. Right. When he's causing me to hear, that doesn't mean that I'm large and I'm in charge. Right. But in the prophet, everything goes. King, what does that mean? The prophet, the prophet is uh, the person or uh, the individual that's on the wall and hears from God. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Here's the instructions. Here's the, the way that we're going to go, you know, and um, daily giving us instructions. The priestly is the priestly is the one, you know, who is the righteousness of the house and the one that does things right according to what the word of God said. And the king is simply the provider, 
you know, over the kingdom, the protector, you know. Um, we get the king part right. Mm -hmm. I think what we fail at is we don't get the prophet piece right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't position ourselves to hear from God, to, to get instructions for the home, you yeah. know, yeah, and we yeah. don't do those things as yeah. men. Okay. Only women are doing that. <laughs> and that's where the problem comes in at. Yeah. Okay. Because so now she the prophet, priest, and king of the house? Come on. Or are you the prophet, priest, and king of the home? Come on. Okay. Yeah. And so and so that's where and that's where the confusion comes in at. And now you have her operating in a position. It was not made for her to operate in. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. And and that's where division comes in that because she's now operating in a position that God never gave her the capacity to operate in. Right? And so no. when you when you go on and say that the the husband, right, is the first one to initiate righteousness, what does that look like? She knows she wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right but you don't let her know she wrong baby i'm sorry i started this you know out loud you know because i wasn't on the wall she might not we might not say it in that lingo right yeah, yeah, but yeah. basically you know you're the first one to apologize even when you know you're right yeah you know, you know, you're the first person to get up to go to bible study come on you're the first person to get the children ready to go to church you know, you're the first person that, that, that prays in the house. You know, she shouldn't have to be like, you gonna pray, baby? Mm -hmm. She should be saying, can you stop praying, baby? <laughs> <laughs> you're praying too much. You know, you know what I mean? And so she can't operate. So when you put her in those positions that she wasn't born for. Yeah. She's not born to be the head of the house. Yes, yes. You yeah. see, now these days, you know, women are the ones, they're the breadwinners. They're not equipped to be the breadwinners. They, they struggle being breadwinners. Well, no, we don't struggle, right? We're going to take struggle out of it. Well, we well, you you weren't made to be a breadwinner. <laughs> and so here's the thing. Time has certainly changed, right? And so we're kind of getting off course there. So I'm going to bring it back in. But we don't struggle. God has definitely given us the wisdom and the wherewithal to make money faster. Right. And so that's OK. But and if you keep the context, the context, then it won't be a problem. It because it gets out of context because now the roles reverse and then confusion sets in. Right. Then jealousy in the home sets in. How can you be jealous of your mate? How can you be jealous of the one that you have decided to become one with? And so now division comes in and then it opens up other avenues. And it so makes the man feel like he's not the man. He can't be the provider. Right? He can't be uh, the king, the prophet and the priest. Because now you got systems that are designed to come against that. Right, so that you can divide the home. Okay, there's a scripture that says, "Before the thief can come and bind the home, steal the goods from the home, yeah. he must first bind the, the strong, strong man." man. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And so right. the strong man typically gets bound in his mind first, 
in his mind first. And then once the strong man is bound in his mind first, it comes out in his actions. He walks away. He leaves the woman to fend for herself. And at that point, then she enters into this place that she was never called to enter in. And because that of the man has been bound, it leaves her no other choice. What's, what's we, that place? What is that place, Tasha? But that she what, enters into. What you mean? What's that place she enters into? You said you said now once the man is bound, the woman yes. enters into oh, a place. Right. What's that place? Yeah, so she enters into the place of the king. She enters into the place of the priest. She enters into the place of the prophet. Like she takes all of those and run with them because she feels like she has no choice. The strong man, the husband, is now bound in his mind. And, and so now when you are bound in your mind, then everything else follows. But I want to back it up a bit, right? Because we can go on. You, you know, we can go on and on and on. Right, right. Back it up a bit, and you know, identify like how did we get here? Like one, how did we meet? Right? Because oftentimes people think where they meet solidifies where where their destination will be, and it doesn't always, right? It doesn't always, and so. How did we meet? Where did we meet? He found me in the church. Y'all heard what I said. He found me. I didn't go looking for him. I didn't right. go find him. He found me in the church. We were sitting under the same word. Our pastors have been married for so many years. They teach marriage and covenant. And so we believe that being under the same teaching right having the same understanding that we were scot-free in the area of separation and then ultimately in divorce that is a trick of the enemy and so where how did we go from being ready and prepared to in divorce court what happened in the middle how did we get there forces we allow outside things to as to to come against. And once again, I have to take the initiative in this matter. Because being a prophet, priest, and king, and properly praying over the marriage and over our children and over all these things, right? <clears throat> you can't allow distractions to set in. So I know that uh Pastor talks about uh one of the biggest things out now is the spirit of distraction. Right. right. Cynthia so Trim, Cynthia Trim talked about that. When you say that you can't allow distractions to sit in, what does that mean exactly? Means like, you know, um, when you get off the word and we stop having family meetings and stop doing things that got us to where we were, mm -hmm. right? You know, they always talks about when you meet a woman, whatever you do to get her, you got to do to keep her, mm -hmm. you know, and and you get you get complacent sits in the basis he sits in yes um uh you get distracted so let's talk about complacency and comfortability mm -hmm. oftentimes when you become in relationship and ultimately in marriage you get comfortable you get complacent as jasper said you stop doing the things that you did in pursuit and so they're no longer top of mind right mm -hmm. Right. And so when that happens, then the spirit of familiarity comes in. And then those things that she once needed and him for that matter, it's equal opportunity here. 
the things that the other the, the spouse once needed you're now familiar with it is no longer necessary for you to do it and guess what it creates deficits it opens the door for someone else or something else to come in Absolutely. because you're now in a place of familiar you're now in a place of comfort you're no longer seeking out what to do to make your spouse happy because i got it now we're good and we're really not right i remember and i'm glad you said that tasha because that was that was the underlying current Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought, oh, I know who Tasha loves. She loves her two boys, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. let me get involved in their lives, right? Like coach basketball and take them swimming and do all these things. But I stopped being the husband. I focused more on being the father to, yeah. the, to the boys. But I stopped being the husband that Tasha needed. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And, you know, we stopped going out on dates. I stopped. You know, I think that I'm doing right by, you know, being a good father to her sons yeah. and stuff. You know, which was good. That's so you good. Know? That was great. Right. Was great. And I just want to remember where you are there. I just want to. I want to interject there because oftentimes you look at what you believe is needed right i read a i read a meme earlier this week and, and the meme said find a woman that doesn't need your support and then support her oh that's a good find stuff. a woman that Hold doesn't up. need your Hold support let me, let me let me write this down <laughs> <laughs> find a woman <laughs> and then support her right yeah, and that'll preach right there she gotta yeah. be a woman that'll preach right there and, and so here's the thing like he came in dwelling according to the knowledge that he thought yes my children because they were very young at that point yes my children were very important and intricate uh, uh, parts of my life but i am most important to my life mm -hmm. i can't be or give them anything that i'm not and so while he was phenomenal like i tell everybody this man was amazing to my children. He was not the husband that I needed. And so while he was amazing to my children, I had deficits in the, in, in, in the area of him being my husband. And guess what? It can flip. He can be so amazing to me and then neglect my kids and we still have a problem. And so it's about proper alignment. It's about necessary conversations how can i honor you today because here's the thing it changes today my children may be a priority and i'm going to dispel the myth for you guys about balance there is no such thing as violence you will never be able to balance your life but there is a such thing as proper alignment and so today my kids may be at the top of my priority list and tomorrow it may be me the next day it may be my business and so ask your spouse how can i honor you today how can i honor you today because your so needs change I, say it again your needs change yes your needs change and so while he was phenomenal to my children i was suffering 
as a wife, I still felt like I had to make my own needs happen mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, because he was so focused on the kids because he thought that's what I wanted and that's what I needed. And here's the thing. I didn't have the language to communicate to him any different. That's the difference. So you too have to communicate what it is that you need. And if you don't have the language, say something, write it down. Because it's just like he assumed for me, I assumed for him. He came into the relationship with 15 plus years of marriage. And so I had these high expectations for him. And one thing that I'll never forget that he told me at the end of our relationship, when I finally found the words to say, you haven't been a great husband to me. I said, you've been married 15 plus years. You should have X, Y, Z. He said, I've never been married to you. So just imagine if we would have had that conversation eight years ahead. We were married for eight years. If we would have had that conversation eight years ahead, do you know where our marriage could have been? Because in my mind, I'm like, you should have this thing on lock. Not only was he married for 15 years before, they were in relationships. I'm like, you got this working. It was my first marriage. All I had was imagination, what I thought marriage should be. And I felt like he had it all together. That was unfair to him. I had these unreasonable expectations for him, but I didn't realize it until the end. Mm -hmm. Until the end. And so dwell according to your spouse knowledge, not your knowledge that you think you know. Ask them the question, how can I honor you today? Are you okay? And as you mentioned, Jasper, being on the wall, getting before the face of God, praying and seeking his face, he will never allow you to be sucker punched. No, he won't. Get outside of yourself and get into a place of familiar, familiarity. You'll miss God. He'll be talking, but you're so into you that you'll miss God. You know, uh, the other thing you talked about is that when you put your wife in that space, you put her in a space for a familiar spirit come to on. come. Come on. Okay. Okay, and and something that's familiar when she's in that space or he's in that space, that's something they used to or had an experience with. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it's necessary should be where they should be. Mm -hmm. But however, this is where they are. Okay. Yeah. And so and so um, you know, we we as like I said in the beginning, you know, if we could make sure that we can execute being the prophet, the priest, and the king of our home. Mm -hmm. Because because God would not um, surprise you with anything. Yeah. It's Holy Spirit God to, to lead and guide you to all truth. And so what do you do when you feel like you've been the prophet, you've been the priest, you've been the king of your home, but your spouse, in this case, the wife is just not hearing you. What do you do? Like at you some know, point, you, you're like, enough is enough. So what do you do? You exercise patience. And that's, we talked about that. I, me, I'm just learning to exercise patience because I'll get a facial product or I'll get something and I'll put on my face and I'm like, the scar's still there. I only did it twice. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. It said it said do it for six months. Yeah, I only did it for two months, yeah. and I still see the scars. So I'm giving up on it. Yeah, okay? and people do that in life. I know where you're going with that. People do that in life. Like I did yeah. this one time, two times, three times, four times, five times. I don't see anything, right? One thing you said when, before we we became we came on live was that people are full of hope, and so I want you to share that here. Yeah, you know, like even even when um, we uh, came to the point that we thought we needed to separate and uh, the marriage was not there no more. Um, well, let me say this, because he's been so modest and he's always been like this. We did not come to the point of separation. Like he fought for the marriage to the end. When I came to the point Right, because you have to own your own, ladies. Right, you gotta own your own. When you came to the point, so it was when I came to the point of separation, and he felt like she ain't hear me, she don't want it. Then he obliged me, but right. he, it was never we with him. And I and I and I think it's so important to honor you in that space. One thing that you have taught me is commitment. Right, I remember we were in, a, in a, an intense fellowship, and one of the things you said—I <laughs> could laugh about it now—but it pissed me off that day. One of the things you said is that your commitment to men is like quicksand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you know, I was mad in the moment, but later on, I had to sit back and I had to hear that. And the reason why he said your commitment to men is like quicksand is because my relationship with my father was like that. Mm. And so it filtered over into my relationships with men. One minute my father would show up, the next minute he wouldn't. So at eight years old, God showed me that I had made a covenant with my father, not realizing I had made a covenant with man that if he show up, he show up. If he don't, he don't. And I'm all right with both. And so it has, from there, it began to be easy for me to exit with men. On the other hand, my mother was my ride or live, right? My, my ride or rapture. And so my relationships with women were the opposite. And so when he said, your, your, your commitment to men is like quicksand. That thing pierced my soul. And he's absolutely right. And so what he has taught me is commitment. His parents were married, what, 30? 68 years. 68 years, right? He was married to his first wife for 15. Was it 15? Mm, no, it had to be 12. Was he married to his, his first wife for 12, maybe more years. And it was until death do them part. She transitioned. So he is a man of commitment. When he enter in, he's all in. But for me, on the other hand, that was not the case for me. And so I always want to make it clear, 12, think she's like 12, get it right. I love it. That's yeah, uh, I said 12, I said about 12. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, I love it, I love it, she. Yeah, uh -huh. that's Jasper's daughter. And so. When, when he in, he is all in. But then when you marry somebody that are the, the opposite of you, that's why you got to ask the question, what am I saying I do too? Right? Because if we would have had these conversations before, we wouldn't have had to have these conversations now. You got it? One week, I believe, right after we had came from, right after we had got back from our honeymoon, I was like, I'm done. 
You remember that? And you called Pastor Didi. And Pastor Didi was like, what, Tasha? I was done. You know? And so that tells you where my commitment level, it was the fight or flight. And so he has taught me commitment, right? I'm still growing and developing in that, but he planted the seed. He made it very clear about commitment. And so I wanted to make that clear. It wasn't we, it was me. Own your stuff. And then as uh, Sherelle Duncan says, heal from it. Heal from it. Heal do from the work. It. Just do the work. It's okay wherever, wherever you are in life is a good place to start. Come on. Okay. Say that okay. again. It's a good place to start. Really, it is. And I was fortunate enough to see the greatest love story that ever happened with my mom and dad being together, going through everything for 68 years until death do you part. Okay. A lot of people don't have that opportunity. Yeah. Okay. okay? But that's okay because that's a great place to start. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so even, even in all of that, she talked about a place called hope, right? Because once I got there and I said, Hey, I don't want to give up. I want to do the right thing. I'm embarrassed. Mm. Right. Man of faith. Yeah. You know, all of that, you know, yeah, I got to go back and tell my kids. She got to tell her children. People, we got to His kids hated me. They on here now. <laughs> they, now. they hated me. <laughs> so now, here it is. The, here, here it is. He has to go back to his family, who he said, I choose her, and say, it no longer worked. Right. Hope that they received him back. Hope it wasn't a ridicule. Hope it wasn't judgment. But here it goes. Here's go. Here, here, here was my dilemma. I was I was in a I was in a city called Hope. What that what did that mean? I was still hoping that we can still get back together. And every now and again I would test the waters just to get knocked <laughs> to get knocked back. Because I was still in a place called hope. And that wasn't a good place to be in. And a lot of people who uh, are still fighting for the marriage are the ones are fighting for the relationship are the ones that are in a city called hope. Okay? And you shouldn't be in a city called hope. What got me out of the city called hope is I read James 1. 1 through 3. And it says, what did you do? When you're in a city called Hope, we're gonna paraphrase it to what what I got. Right? Mm -hmm. What do you do when you come to dive of temptation, test, test or trial, or the city called Hope? God gives you an understanding. Knowing this is the testing of your faith. That's all what it is. It's the testing of your faith, right? And then it gives you some 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 leeway. It says, and your faith will produce the patience that is needed to get out of the city called hope. All right? And here's your part. Allow patience to have its perfect work. And here's the promise, and you'll be wanting for nothing. Okay? Mm -hmm. But the thing of it with me was, I, once again, my mentality, I called Tosh. Yeah, I sung to her on the phone. I would tell her about I did that dumb stuff. <laughs> And I didn't hear the response that I needed to hear. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, Jasmine, I want the best for you. 
you know, you're a good man. You gonna? I want the best for you. I'm praying for the. Who want to hear that? Let me finish drinking for you. Said I was not expecting that. <laughs> who yeah. wants? To, who wants to hear that? And so let me just interject to kind of give you guys, you know, some background on, you know, what he's sharing here is that when he talks about, you know, hope, right, and being in a place of hope and not being in the place of faith, right, and Absolutely. so. And, and, and so when you're in that place and you don't have the patience, right, that complements the faith, you'll get in the way with your hope and then you'll create issues. So while he was praying and believing God and hoping that my heart will be turned to reconciliation, it was, it was. But then he's calling to see, let me check in. Let me test the waters. Let me see, am I closer and so I'm still working through what I'm working through. And so his cause is now irritation. At the same time, because he is a great man, I want the absolute best for him. And so while the, the marriage ending was a tearing down, I'm still building you up. I want the absolute best for you. You are a great man. You deserve a cover girl. Absolutely. And so in that, he began to get angry and disgruntled. And here is where here is where reconciliation turned to divorce. Mm -hmm. Because in his anger, I understand it now, not that it's okay, but in his anger, he uncovered me. He went around telling everybody what who happened. Who wanted to listen, right? Who would listen? Who would listen? If you were listen, he would tell you. And hurt so, people, hurt people. Yes, hurt people, hurt people. And so for me, I am all about covering and support. I don't give a care what happened, what you're going through. Even now, you can be my arch enemy and your secrets are safe with me. They're safe with me. And so when he began to uncover me and tell the world everything that happened, it began to develop scar tissue. It began to develop mm, scar tissue. Come and on. if any of you know anything about scar tissue, scar tissue sometimes is worse than the actual wound. Sometimes before they're able to go in and do surgery, they got to clean up the scar tissue. And so I had this scar tissue building and building and building and building that at that point, it was like, I'm done. It gave me reason, if you will, to go on with my decision. And so you don't want to get in the place where you become God and mess up the outcome because you're in a place of hoping deferred. And now you're makes sick. Heart. And now you're sick. Mm -hmm. makes and so sick. you want to make sure we're talking about divorce, guys. But ultimately, I'm talking about relationship. Right. I'm talking about covering. I'm talking about being a friend to the person that's no longer a friend that you once loved. And so even on Mad Day, it's your responsibility to cover them. Absolutely. You talk about the prophet, priest, and the king. That is not that it that that is not uh, um, that that's not uh, behavior. Uncovering is not behavior of a prophet, priest, or king. Nor is it of one of, of a queen. And so you got to make sure that you're covering even in devastation.
it's not it's not a it's it's not even uh that of love that's not a disposition of love to uncover mm-hmm. someone yeah you know, and i was i was so hurt no excuse yeah okay i was so hurt until i allow outside voices and things to say you know about the situation and it allowed me to get my focus off of Jesus. You know, when Peter came on the water, he got on the water and God and Jesus called him to come to him. And the Bible says he got out the boat, walked on the water, and then he started to consider his environment. Yeah. And the Bible says he began to sink, right? And so I began to consider the voices that were coming. You stupid, you a fool, you should do this, you this, that, and the other. You know, you know what I'm saying? I start considering the voices and the elements and the outside situations. When I was right there, when she was telling me, when you were fasting and you were doing all those things, I was beginning to turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, right? And then there were times where he would call and say, you know, I'm fasting, I'm believing God for the relationship. And I was fasting too. I would never tell him. I'm fasting too, because here's the thing. I need to hear clearly from God. I don't want to say I'm fasting too. And you'd be like, oh, that's God. Yes. No. So I was fasting at the same time he was fasting to hear from God. But then he let his hope, he let his, what he wanted to see get in the way. And it made what I didn't see or what What I didn't didn't see get in the way. And I was right there. Like the, like Peter was right there with Jesus. Yeah. Here's the thing. Your arms are too short to box with God. And so, no, you can't pray against another man's will. You can't pray against another man's will, but you can certainly petition God for your heart's desire. And when you're in covenant, it's a little different. It's not about will, but it's about covering and protecting the relationship. And so while I certainly was fasting at the same time he was fasting, he didn't know. And my heart was going towards reconciliation without my own understanding. Like I didn't want to reconcile. But guess what? It's my heart's desire to please God, not my ego. Mm -hmm. And so as my heart was turning, he just was having a (laughs) was having a good fit. A fit. A spoiled fit. (laughs) Yeah. Because I didn't get what I want, see what I want, or hear what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Not knowing that I was in arm stretch of yeah. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And and most people don't realize the ending of this story. The Bible says as Jesus picked Peter about the water, they begin to walk back to the boat and listen to this. And the storm ceased. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Okay? And, and, and you got to stay the course. Yeah. Okay, men. I'm talking to men. I know there might not be none on here, but I hope it's not on here. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm talking to men. Stay the course. And then people men come back in the replay. Yeah. Yeah. God, faith does not have a, a, a plan B. Come on. Okay. Faith you does know. not have a plan B. It does not that. have a plan B at all. Stay the course. Don't pay attention to what you see. Don't pay attention to what you hear or even feel. Now, let me get to that point. That was the problem because I was trying to navigate this situation through my five senses. Mm. 
Okay, I didn't see Tasha Turner. I didn't feel Tasha Turner. I couldn't touch Tasha Turner. Okay, but all the time she was turning. But because I was trying to 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 navigate this situation through my five senses, which was incapable of doing from the, number one. Yeah, right? because, because your five, five senses, senses are only there for you to engage on planet Earth. Come on. Like stop right there for a second. People believe that they can and people believe that they can commune with God through their senses that were created for planet Earth. I love That's how it. you broke that down. Yeah, That's your thinking worth was for the earth. You don't it's need to know God. You don't it's need for to you to survive on planet Earth. It's for you to survive on planet Earth. And the way that you unlock the things of God is through the key of faith. Okay? All right. And, and in order to unlock things for the key of faith, you must exercise patience. Because the Bible promised me and you that you'll be wanting for nothing. Wanting for nothing. Nothing. But you are so you are so caught up in wanting for what you want that you miss the right opportunity now. of wanting for nothing. Like, yeah. do you know what's included in nothing? Everything. Everything. You will want for nothing. Nothing. Okay, yeah. nothing. Okay, you'll want for nothing if you allow the patience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? If you allow it to happen, to work in your yeah. life. God said, because see, see, if I allow, because at that time, Tasha wasn't ready. She yeah. hadn't been processed yet. Come on, come on. Okay, and if I allow the patience to process her, who knows what would have been happening? I'm just saying, but because of my disobedience, that's See, that's, a, that's something that we got to, hey, you got to, because of the disobedience and throughout the Bible, it talks about choosing life, okay? It talks about all these things. And because of disobedience, mm -hmm. okay, you get the opposite. Yeah. You won't inherit the promise. You won't inherit the promise. You won't inherit the promise. Like God is like, I've already promised you. Right? Everything. I've already changed the life and godliness. And all I need for you to do is obey. Trust and obey, Tosh. Mm -hmm. Trust and obey. And so and some be patient. And be patient. Huh? And be patient. So this yeah. is what I learned how to do. Because now people tell me, well, how do I be patient? Mm -hmm. Patient is something that you don't pray for. Open yeah. that up. Mm -hmm. It don't, you can't pray for patience. You are, it comes with the faith. Okay, that's what the word says. It, we're too busy praying for patience when God says, I've already attached patience yeah. with your faith. You're teaching good. Okay. So now what you, you got to do You already got. You already got. You waste yeah. your time. Yeah. So so now what you got to do is you got to allow. Yeah, okay. I'm and that's waiting. something that's hard to do is allow. Yeah. Okay. Because I want to check on allow. Let me see. Two weeks. Allow. You ain't doing your job. Allow. <laughs> Four weeks long. I'm checking on you. You ain't doing your job. Allow, you know. So, so what do you do in that? You, you do, and 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 that point, I've learned to enjoy the moment. And you know what, y'all? She's always telling me enjoy the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, enjoy the moment. You're trying to get to get somewhere else. Let's just enjoy the moment. Yeah. And so every, you know, some of these guys are probably, you know, listening and like, okay, so if y'all know all of that, 
how did you end up in divorce, right? We, we didn't know that at the time, though. Yeah. We learned this after the effect. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. And we learned it after the effect because we gave each other grace. But here's right. the thing. It wasn't immediately. No, it wasn't. It was years, years later. Yeah. It was years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I didn't okay. want to have anything to do with just like I I I I didn't want to talk to him anymore. But you know, I feel like now I feel I hear Holy Spirit saying, "Talk about the children," because what I didn't know is the effects that the divorce mm -hmm. would have on the children. And so, when you're making such radical decisions, consider everything and everyone. Now, I'm not saying some of you guys may be at the point where divorce is what's necessary, right? And only God and you can 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 uh, confirm that. However, consider all things and all people because while you may be okay, the baby's not. My kids were still children. And as I said earlier, he was phenomenal, extraordinary, outstanding to my children. And so here they have this man in the home for eight years every day, like he was the mom. Right. And that's another thing. I was able to build my career as a result of him being a husband, as a result of him being the king of, of the home. I would leave when I was working at corporate America, corporate America. I would leave home at eight o'clock in the morning and sometimes wouldn't come back until midnight. I never was concerned if my kids ate. I never was concerned if they were bait. I had no concerns about home because he held home down but guess what i was familiar i took him for granted i didn't even realize that i was able to focus that was my priority at that time climbing the corporate ladder and i did but it was mm -hmm. as a result of his of, of, of his lending it was as a result of of his being a husband right and i remember we had again an intense fellowship and he would say he said one time he said, do you realize that you're able to do all that you do because I'm here taking care of the children? And it was never your children. I'm here taking care of the children in the home. I, listen, just ignorant I was at that time, right? I had a rebuttal for something else, but that is the reality of it. And so he was in the home. He was the mom to my kids. He was a teacher. And so my youngest son literally went to school with him because he went to the private school where he taught at went to school with him, came home like he was with him all the time. And then for that to be ripped from him, how inconsiderate and disrespectful was that of me because I felt a certain kind of way. So you got to consider all of those that would be affected. And then also we had an older son that was in college. And so while he wasn't ripped away from the home, he didn't have the home that he was used to to come back home to. So you got to consider all when you're making decisions. And guess what? Not just in marriage. You guys are friends with people for years. Your children grow up, call them auntie and uncle. And then all of a sudden you're out of relationship with them. Mm -hmm. Well, what about them? Mm -hmm. What about them? And so mm -hmm. you have to consider those that are connected and even relationships. One of my best friends at the time, 
you know, she just was not with it. I moved on and was in another relationship and I wanted her to meet this person. And she said, listen, I don't want to meet your little friend. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept trying to push it. I'm like, what is wrong with you? And this is my best friend. So I want to get her approval and what you think and all of that. But she was attached to the marriage that I was in. And she said, I'm not ready to meet your little friend. So stop trying to force him on me. And I had to respect and honor that. So you have to consider, yeah, friend, she was very frank, your little friend. <laughs> you have to consider all of those that are involved and, and, and make, a, make a quantified, a quality decision. If nothing else, let's transition this thing a little different, not be so abrupt. But you can't do that when you're in a place called me. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't do those things when you're in a place you called know. me. But now that you know, okay, and like I was, I was gonna get to the point. I was gonna allude to the point that we were in a place called me because we have not been properly uh, transitioned, or you know, to be who we are today. To be honest about everything. I know the part that I played in the situation. Mm -hmm. I failed her as being the prophet, priest, and king of the home. I failed her miserably. My, I might have been an extraordinary father and all those kind of things, but I was failing her as being her husband, which led to me being a husband. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find me a word, Tasha, for that ex-wife thing. I can't find it, right? All right, so, but that's the, that's the main part. If you just worry about the part that you played in the yeah. situation. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. All right? Because when you go to another relationship, the common denominator is going to be you. Yes. That part, okay? you're going to take your same self into the next relationship if you don't heal. And that's another thing. I had... I had trauma from previous relationships and no, not just romantic relationships, but I mentioned earlier relationships with my dad. And so I brought those in to my relationship with my husband. And so you have to deal with the traumas. You have to deal with the triggers. Y'all see him, he all up here, you know, fresh, fresh to life with his Fendi on, right? And so he's always been about image and there is nothing wrong with image i love looking good right but let it be real and real. so one of the challenges that i had was that he wasn't forthcoming with things and it, it it began to be out of control like i would find out about one lie and then it would be another lie and then he would try to cover it up with another lie and it was just too much like if i can't believe you i cannot do life with you like who am i sleeping with here you know and so those are tra those were the traumas that he came into the relationship with. Come I had traumas from other previous relationships. I had somebody in my heart that had no business being there. And so when you talk about, oh, that person will always have a place in my heart, they shouldn't. It's over, let it be over. And so I made a covenant in my heart in a previous relationship with somebody else that they will always have a place in my heart. And guess what? They showed up in that place in my heart, opened up. 
and allowed him to come in to a place that he had no business of being. And so now I got these competing affections going mm -hmm. on. Listen, it's raw and real. I'm not holding back. Y'all know come I don't give a care what you think. I'm about mm -hmm. breakthrough and transparency. I've now so that you can now come stand on the stoop and not make the same stupid <laughs> action. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say something else. <laughs> yeah, Lertel said residual residue. Residual. That means. Yes, residual. that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm writing that down with Lertel. Put. I'm writing that down. Yeah, residual residue. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. So you yeah, have yeah, to yeah, deal yeah. with the traumas of your past. You got to deal with the issues that you had with somebody else so you don't bring them into the next relationship. Listen, that happened with them. That's not me. Right. And so you got to heal those traumas because they then become insecurities. And then insecurities will follow you around and ultimately kill you. Maybe not physically, but kill your ability to be in a relationship that God preordained you to be in because you're full of insecures and insecurities. You're full of distrust. You're full of having to be defensive and protect yourself. This is a whole new person, but guess what? You're not. And so because you're not whole and new, you bring the old you into the new. No, heal before you deal. Hell, I took two years, and here's the thing. I didn't realize it was going to take two years. But once I got out of my marriage, I divorced, and got out of that relationship that I had no business being in, I took time for me. Who are you, Tasha? What is it that you like? What don't you like? Learn you. And as you begin to heal you, as those things are revealed to you, You'll begin to do life completely different. Guess what? Not only is your breakthrough on the other side of your healing, your destination, your gifts are on the other side. Once I came out of that healing, the gifts were waiting for me. Guess what? I have been operating in them all my life, but they were so daunted they were so packed down because of the issues of life that I allowed to take over. Heal, heal. And again, not just marriage. There's some of you guys on here, your marriages are phenomenal. Better is always available, but I'm also talking about relationships. You can take these same principles that we're sharing now and place them in your relationships with your girlfriends, with your guy friends. Principles work anytime, any place for anyone that will work them. Will you work the principles first with you? Work the principles with you. Are you a phenomenal friend to yourself or do you lie to yourself? Do you lack integrity? Do you say you're going to do one thing for you and then the next day you don't and give yourself a wise sounding excuse as Patricia Richmond says, who are you to you? Because who you are to you will show up in everything you do. Every I'm, I'm strength. I am this earth's answer. So when I show up, the answer shows up. Come on up. now. 
People know that when I step in the building, they sit up. Sit. They know I got to do something different. The conversation changes. Why? Because I've healed. I am who I am. In season, out of season, all that simply means is the unsupervised areas of your life. Heal so that you can deal. You did the work, Tosh. You did the work, okay? And a lot of us don't do the work. And then we carry that, that garbage over into the next relationship. And we wonder why we are still encountering the same problems over and over and over and over. Uh, you know, we have to be converted is the word, okay? Uh, Jesus told Peter, uh, you know, when he was saying to him, you know, you're going you gonna, you gonna to deny me. He said, oh, Lord, you know, I ain't going to deny you. I ain't going to do all those things. He said, before the clock stopped three times, before the, the chicken croaked three five times, you're going you're gonna to deny me. He said, no, 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 God, no, no, no. He said, no, nah, when you do it, after you do all these things, right, get converted. Mm -hmm. right? And then go out and strengthen the brothers. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. We have we're, we're, we're become converted. So now it's our job. To strengthen the brethren, yeah. to our truth about you know, hey, and like I tell men, you can listen to Tasha, but if you want to listen to me, my bottom line is I failed her. Okay, I got off of the priesthood, off of the kingdom, I got off of the prophecy, I got off of all those things, and start focusing on the fear. That was on the inside of me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because faith and fear cannot operate in the same place. Okay. So what I found out was after it was all said and done, all that good stuff Tosh to talk about me, I found that there was nothing in me at all. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible says mm -hmm. that if you faint in the time of adversity, there is nothing in you anyway at all right and so when adversity shows up if you faint if you uncover if you defend that's simply a notification that there is nothing in you anyway so you know what i did i positioned myself right to hear the word to make sure i sat on the front row with my church mm -hmm. i came to every bible study i came to every church service I looked at the word on TV. I got back in my word. I got right back focused. I had to let some friends go who I've been friends with for a long time, but they were not going where I am designated to go now. So now, you know, it's like you get on a plane and you're going to a California, but you're going to have a, a layover in Atlanta. And that layover is designed to let people off the plane. Mm -hmm. who are not designated to go to L.A., okay? And so I'm trying to pull people back on my plane. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? No, let them go. They don't have the proper know-how to get to you to the next level. And so I had to let people go, right, so I can begin to get to my next level in life and to be able to do the things I need to do for Jasper to get back on to be the prophet, priest, and king, right? So I won't fail the next time. Mm -hmm. And that's the bottom line. Yeah. Okay, I can blame and say all this and all that, but the bottom line is I failed as prophet, priest, and king. Yeah. I stopped praying. 
I stopped believing. I stopped being fearful. Okay. And then I stopped paying attention to what I see. You know, those are, you can't be in faith with all those things. Yeah. You know? And so it brought me to that place where uh, I made those decisions decision based upon the information that I now had. Yeah. It was the wrong information. It wasn't the truth. It was a lie. Yeah. I based my decision based upon a lie. And so that's where the lie would get you. The lie would get you right where you are, you know. So let's talk place. about that. Like, I, you know, I mentioned the lying. Let's talk about that because that's the issue in some people's lives. They can, you know, they can dress it up all they want to, but it is lies. And so why, why was there a time where you felt like you had to present things a certain way that wasn't necessarily the truth. I I think about that all the time. And I really think that it's just a demon. Okay. You know, we always say that lying demon. You know, sometimes we just possess these demons because of the sins of our fathers. You know, the Bible talks about the sins of the father. Notice the Bible never talks about the sins of the mother. Mm-hmm. He talks about the sins of the father, you know, will go from one generation to the other. So yeah. I've always had an image situation because even when I was growing up, you know, the girls would say, oh, he black. Yeah. Yeah, like this is so and that, and that And that stick, well, that stuck to me. I ain't want to be black. God never forget me in the eighth grade getting some ambi and trying to lighten my face up because yeah. I didn't want to be Black because the girl said, Oh, he black, he ugly, he black. You know, yeah. you know, kids will do right. And it wasn't till it wasn't till I came in my own, and now they say something totally different. Yeah. Oh, look at sexy Zaddy. Look at you. <laughs> but what you said was that it wasn't until you came into your own. It wasn't until I came into my so own. If you live, go ahead. It wasn't until I came into my own and began to do the work, Tasha. See, we you got to do the work. Because, see, my process might be different from your process. Yeah. Okay? And you got to allow God to do the work in you, to clean up all of that mess. You know, you know, you, I know you're an executioner, but also you are the heart cardiologist. Amen. Okay? Right, amen. Because 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 you it's a it's about the matter. You understand it's about the matter of the heart, mm-hmm. okay? And you must do the work, guys. You got to be honest. You yeah. got to be naked and not ashamed. You know, naked and not ashamed. Be naked. You got to do the work. You can't pretend. You can't because even you only as sick as the skeletons you have in your clothes. Yeah. That's good. The more and more you turn, you get rid of these skeletons and you tell the truth about yourself, the more freer you are. Yeah. When you tell the truth about yourself, the more freer you are. That is so true because I am true with who I am. I am free with who I am. I'm free with who I am, like literally. And so it's about truth. And the Bible tells us is that the truth will set you free. Make and you so you wonder why you're so entangled because mm-hmm. you lie. Mm-hmm. 
Like, stop lying. And you may think, I don't lie. But if you have presented yourself one way and you're not, that's a lie. And so Lissette had a great question. She said, what is the connection with image, raising the children? Here we go. Thank you. What is the connection between your image and putting the kids first versus being prophet, priest, and king? That's for you, Jasper. Well, yeah. What I thought was the way to love Tasha because I saw that there was a disconnect between her and her biological father. Yeah. <coughs> now, he is my man. I mean, we when he come around, it's the best time in the world. And I could I could say I was saying to myself, how when I'm around him, it's my son loves your father. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm Everybody saying? Everybody loves him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. And so what happened? And so I said, Well, I'll tell you what I won't be. I I know that Tasha loves her kids. And I'm gonna be the father because I've seen them wait on the couch. You know what I mean, Josh? I've seen the disappointment in their eyes. So I, now you're talking about with their father. I just want to be clear so people can get it, right? Mm -hmm. And so he's talking about he's seen them wait on the couch, you know, waiting on their dad. You know, he's seen them. He's seen us go drop them off and, you know, he'd be MIA, you know, all of those things. And, 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 and it's not a dig, you know, at their dad. It's the truth. And so as a result of him seeing that, then you decided what i decided i was going to be that void in their life Amen. that they was that they was missing okay but what i did not have was is it misgivings yeah but what i did not have was a proper balance mm -hmm. okay proper alignment, and, yeah. uh, i didn't have the proper alignment i didn't i didn't i didn't it's like you were so far over here that i forgot about tasha that she's a yeah. woman and she needs to be touched. I'm thinking I'm touching her. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm doing all these things, right? Yeah. But but we didn't have those intimate conversations. Yeah. Okay. Good. See, the communication was the key. We we didn't even when we went to to uh, yeah. easy and these counseling yeah. sessions. Yeah. We didn't do what they told us to do. Right. But I want to have a Sunday meeting. Remember that? I want to address something real here, real quick. You, what you did was you dealt surface, right? And so often we, husband, wife, friend, whomever, we deal with the surface, what we see, but we never get to the underlining of the real issue. And that goes back to having the conversations. And so when you dwell according to knowledge with yourself, then you do what you feel like. Is, 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 is going to be, you know, a blessing. But that conversation, we could have had that and worked through it, right? Because some of the things, listen, I didn't even realize then. All I knew is that he came in and because, because being a father is who he is, he just imparted that. But what I'm now hearing, and I'd never heard this before, is that he saw the void, he saw the deficits and as a result of seeing those deficits, then he entered in different. I didn't know that. I'm grateful for it. My children are grateful for it. To this day, they still have an amazing relationship. But had we had the conversation, we would have been able to process and progress all of it together. Right. Absolutely. And so you got to get out of beyond the surface, guys. 
surface is surface. Anybody can deal with surface, but get beyond the surface that so you're not so far on the left when you should be on the right. And how do you get how do you get from that place? You have to communicate. Yeah. You have to set aside a time where uh, you both can uh, discuss issues. Yeah. Okay. And one of the things that we were taught that I that she kept saying, well, when are we going to, right? But I personally didn't believe in it at that time or whatever. But I realized it was the missing ingredients that we needed. And that was to take Sunday, right? And use Sunday as a time to communicate. Tasha can tell me everything that's going on in her life, right? As it relates to the both of us, right? And I can't say nothing, but listen. Yeah. And then my choice of words should be, I hear you, and I promise you I'm going to work on it. Yeah. And we didn't do that. And yeah. we didn't do that because I believe if we had a, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. Because yeah. she was she was asking when we, we going to do it. But I was like, oh, I don't need another man. I know what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. you know. Women, women are adapters, right? Like we will adapt if you give us something to adapt to. We don't want to be the prophet. We don't want to be the priest. We don't want to be the king, right? And so if you give us something to adapt to, we will. And so while I didn't have this specific language, what I did have was let's meet. Mm -hmm. When can we meet? Let's talk mm -hmm. about something. I don't know what the words are. <laughs> let's talk about something and right. allow it to evolve itself from there. Right? And so when you have these women that are out here making it happen, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, they don't want to be that at home. India Ari says it best. She says, I'm a boss in my world, but when I'm with him, I feel like his girl. That's what we want. That's what we desire. So but because, so but because so we feel like we gotta make it happen at home and work, that's what you're going. That's what you're gonna get. And so uh, she said, uh, she had said another. I see hers up here. We have to adapt to give. To we adapt. If we adapt to what you give us to adapt to. But she said process and progress. This can be difficult too. That is so true because when you're in your process. It is very uncomfortable. It is very um, vulnerable, right? And so the way that I deal with being vulnerable is to be courage, to be courageous about the thing that I'm feeling vulnerable about. And so one of the things that I do now, Sheik, and for everybody else that's listening, is that I write. I will write out in my notes section of my phone. I will write out my feelings Mm -hmm. Because I'm very direct. I say what I want to say, when I want to say it, and how I want to say it. I know that that's not always good for the landing pad, right? And so now I'll write it out. I will get all of what I'm processing out, and then I'll come back later and have the conversation. And so that, that could be something that you do. I said earlier, ask your partner or your friend, how can I honor you today? And if they don't know, tell them to get back with you later. It's something new. So oftentimes people are like, uh, 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 I don't know. It's okay. Think about it. And then come back later and let me know, right? But write it down first. Have the conversation with yourself because when you write it down, you then begin to see yourself outside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? I got a mathematical 
with un with unrighteous with with righteous judgment, not unrighteous judgment, with righteous judgment. Amen. Yeah. I got a mathematical equation for my daughter. She said process and progress. I put down here process plus patience equals progress. But patience is so loaded. That is so loaded that we that we 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 leave that part of the process out, and that's the part that's going to allow us to experience its perfect work. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We can't we can't get the progress without the patience, and that's the part we we want to jump from process to pay to progress and right. eliminate the patience, and right. it's not going to happen. Yeah, one of the things that I do is that I love to give people a how. Don't just give me instructions and not tell me how to do it. And because patience is so loaded, it's so vague, like tell me how to be patient. And so she, you said it. You said, I am going to try today. That's the first step in cultivating patience. Right. When 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 God began to reveal to me and then I began to share share with him that I wanted to be more patient, that I wanted to have more joy and compassion. Guess what? Opportunities of patience, compassion and joy showed up it's a supermarket to operate in it. I've blown it sometimes, but I have mastered it more than I have blown it. And so try today. If somebody piss you off, operate in that patience. Bite your tongue, walk away, pray under your breath, you know, uh, uh, speak, speak in your other tongue, whatever you need to do to just walk away, because ultimately God is pleased. Right. Because it's our heart's desire to be pleasing to God. And so one of the things that I do is I say, do I want how I feel to show up on the news? I learned that Ooh. from Pastor Mike. He said, hmm. before you make a decision to do something, see it blasted all over the news. That's good. And then decide if you're going to do it. And so that I, I applied that to every area of my life. And now definitely being in business, you too are a business owner. Do you want that to be plastered over the news? No embarrassment is a choice. However, you want to govern yourself accordingly. Was it worth you getting out of character? Was it worth you allowing somebody to take you to a space that you don't even operate in anymore, right? When, when that old Tasha tries to rise up, I still keep her on reserve and I'm working for that. I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. But I still keep that old Tasha in reserve because some people, that's the only language they understand. <laughs> <laughs> so I still keep her on reserve. Yeah, when, she wants to, when she wants to rise up, no, my anchor scriptures, you know, are, are now stronger. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's I can good. walk away because I operate in Christ's strength. Mm -hmm. Your anchor so that's how, that's that's good. how you that's how you develop your patience is practice every day. Great question, Sheik. I love it. And so, guys, we are running over time, but I still want to give you guys. Oh man. I still want to give you guys an opportunity for questions, <laughs> answers, and comments. You guys have been doing phenomenal with dropping your comments and throughout the broadcast. I want to go back and uh, look at some of those. And if you have anything right now um, that you'd like to share, please do. And so uh, Lurchelle says, I ain't no Peter, but don't push, don't push me. Don't push me. I know that's right. 
Yeah, you gotta keep a Peter in your pocket. Peter, though. Hey, Peter was a bad boy. I'm trying oh, to tell you, he cussed, yeah. he cussed too. Yeah, I love it. And then uh, Carol says, "Ask yourself, what if what I said to them is the last word they'll ever hear? Ooh. Would you be proud of? Come on, Carol. Listen, I just had that actually happen to me today. Somebody sent me a text. You know, I'm I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way about another you know relationship." And so somebody sent me a text and said, my husband, her husband was killed over the weekend in a car accident. And so that made me reflect back to this intense fellowship that I've had with somebody else. I said, do you want that? And I don't. So that is a good, that, that is a good question, Carol. Thanks so much for uh, sharing that. Brian Hubbard, Hubbard said he is proud of us Thank you. I appreciate that. God is faithful. Listen, when your ways please God, he said that he'll even make your enemy at peace. And so how much more than your ex-husband? How much more than your ex-friend? How Mm. much more than your mama? Some of y'all mad with your mama. Mm. Daddy. How much more? And that's one of the things I had to do with my own dad was realize that he didn't have the capacity to meet the expectation that I was requiring. Come on now, that's so true. I love him for who he is, not what I wanted or needed him to be. Well, this here, here's the thing, Tosh. We need to love the office that it keeps of a father. Yeah, okay? that's good. See, a lot of times we 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 want to love the person that that occupies the office. Yeah, and they are imperfect people. Come on, but the office is perfect. That's so okay. Good. So when you honor the office, honor of the office of yes. your brother, of your father, of your friend, of your pastor, of your husband, of your wife, you fill in the blank and honor the office. The office, because the person so is imperfect. That's and so one of the things that we I forgot to, to mention was about, um, you know, it's okay to be where you are when you meet each other. Because one might be here, one might might be there, right? But it's a beautiful thing when you grow in God and in grace and in love together. Yeah, and and that happened with us. And that's another expectation I have for you because I was amazing in my life, but spiritually I was a babe and he was a giant. And so I looked- And then I was the opposite. <laughs> I'm looking at her like, oh, she didn't this. She doing, you know, I, I, I'm just saying. And so, and and, and, right. and, and I, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you can grow together. But I was looking at him. You need to be teaching me. You got all this knowledge and you holding it back. What are you doing? And then I begin to resent him, and then I begin to judge him. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's it it's it's okay, as he said. For you guys to come in at different levels and then grow together. But will you have the conversation? Will you surrender your ego to growth, to growing together? And 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 respect and honor the office of wife and the office of husband. Because when you start looking at the person that occupies that office, they might not have processed yet to be who God has called them to be, to mm. be that person in our office yet. They're yes. growing in grace to get there. And one thing I don't like when people do, when grace. a person's changing and trying to go in grace, you keep reminding where they used to be and what they mm. used to do, yeah. and how they used to be and all of that. And so, and so love, 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 
love that person until they get to be to the person that you love would want them to be. Because trust and believe, they will get to that person, they will get to that place. But you gotta trust the process, be a part of the process, be a part and of not, it. and not be a person that's always has something to say to to throw the process off. So yeah. I think I think what what am I saying to everybody, especially especially to men, is to love the office of a wife, honor and 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 believe in the office of a wife. When she says, we need to have a meeting, that's because he who Holy Spirit has, has got into her and he knows what you need because that's the office of a wife, okay? That's your life partner. She has what more you don't More intelligent choice. Yeah, more intelligent choice. She possesses what you don't possess. Yeah. Okay? And so when you come together, you have it all. Yeah, she possessed. I want I want to just hang out there real quick for a second. She possessed what you don't have, and he possessed what you don't have. And so when you come together, then you got are 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 unlimited, right? Mm -hmm. But because you so focused on what he don't have, you miss what he got. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's because we don't that's good. And I've been guilty. Yeah, I mean it's because we don't honor, we wasn't taught to honor the office. We were taught to honor the person. Like, you know, you know, Ephesians says, honor thy mother and father. It didn't say, what's, your, what's, what's mom's first name? Linda. Honor Linda. You know, you know it didn't yeah. say that. It yeah. said, honor thy mother. Yeah. Okay. And so when we learn to honor the office, honor our pastors, honor our grandparents, honor that. the people that we allowed to teach us. Yeah. Okay? They're vital. Either you honor that or you do this. Or, you know, like, <laughs> sometimes in life, you can get the test before you learn the lesson. Mm -hmm. Now, teaching, you're supposed to get the lesson. Then you get tested on the lesson. Uh -huh. Life gives you the test, and then you learn the lesson. Now, which one do you want? Okay. Which one do you want? Do you want to be, do you want to have had the lesson? And went through everything. So when you get the test, you can ace the test. Or do you want to get the test first and then you learn the lesson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we wanna we wanna get the lesson first and then get tested on what we've learned. Because that's well, how you educate. We're listening to God and we are uh positioned, we'll be ready, right? And so oftentimes going back to what we talked about earlier, is that God will never allow you to be sucker punched. The problem is, no, he won't. is that you know we get off the wall, we don't commune with God, we don't have the conversations and so when life shows up because we have not been listening then the lesson comes after but no god is intentional god is yes, a god is. of order and so if he's in your life he said that i have already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness you weren't listening you weren't listening and so we have to make sure that we are listening. We have to make sure that we practice our listening. We have to get out of the place of being comfortable and not familiar so that when things show up, we are ready and positioned. Now, Shawanda Stewart, she says, when you are on different spiritual levels, there must be a no judgment zone. I love that because the Ooh, Bible so tells good. us, the Bible, the, Bible tells us <laughs> the Bible tells us that 
the wife's conduct will win her husband over. And so if you act in simple, it's not going to win him over. And so you being judgmental, it's not going to win him over. And I think the same is so for the husband. It, say, it does say that. It does say that. Yeah. That we actually be able to win you over with my conversation or my conduct. Yeah. It does so tell both of us to do that. You know, we're so full of ego. We want to be right. We want to defend. Listen, if this is the person that you have decided to spend the, your rest, the rest of your life with, and I'm going to also link it into relationship, if this is the person that you've decided to spend this season with, honor them with no judgment. The trail. The trail said, how can you honor? Okay, put oh, that she'll put it back up. Yeah. And I was going to say... Uh, how can you honor someone who does not qualify for the position? And how do you do that? Is that you allow them to be processed to him. And so who says that they're not qualified? Right, right. They might not be qualified in your eyesight right, right. now. Yeah. But, but if you allow the process and you allow patience yeah. to work, you know, that's that's the whole thing me and Tasha right. were I mean, talking we, about. Yeah. That the, whole, the whole thing of this whole situation was, Right at that particular time, right, we wasn't processed or we didn't allow ourselves to grow in grace together and to grow in things together. And you looked at me a certain way, I looked at her a certain way. We didn't honor the office of a wife, we didn't honor the office of a of a husband. And so this is the results that you get. And so I'm standing at the at the stop sign going, Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. You don't have to come down this road. Just listen, okay. Listen to what's been said to you today, and guess what? Be intentional about it. Be intentional about about doing better and and, and learning those things. Just be intentional. Yeah, and, and qualify. Intentional. Yeah, and qualify yourself. Like when you get in the place where you're trying to qualify people, you ain't God. Who told you that, right? Like, we all are qualified. Do that. We qualify yourself. And especially if you've entered into covenant with them. And again, not just in marriage, but if you've entered into covenant in a relationship, if I call you my friend, I'm in covenant with you. And so it's my responsibility to pray and to cover you even in your foolishness. Now I can step away, but you better co-believe I'm praying for you that I am going before the throne of God. That is one of the privileges of having me as your friend that you can count on my prayers and my prayers are heard the first time. I know that's right. The first time. So I you can count right. on me to cover you. And, and if you don't believe that. What's missing is that we aren't covering. We are judging. Sit down. What did God say? Mm -hmm. What did God say? Cover one another. Love one another. That's what he said. That's what he said. So guys, we can That's go on and on and on, but I, I am respectful of your time. It is Labor Day. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. I pray that you guys have received and Amen. will execute something today that will change not only the trajectory of your life, but the lives of those attached to you. We've come before you to be very transparent, to be honest, to be true, to help you break through. We're on the other side. And so it doesn't do anything for us to share where we were and where we are. It's all for you. 
And so share this broadcast, not just today, but share this broadcast. You'll bump into somebody that will have some of the same challenges that we have. And this is their breakthrough. Share it with them. Also, please go to Natasha M Enterprises on YouTube and subscribe right now until God says otherwise. I go live on YouTube and I go live on Facebook, but eventually it will just be YouTube. And I want you guys to be notified of each time that I go live and or a new episode is shared. It has definitely been a privilege and a pleasure to come before you this morning. I'm so grateful that Jasper has taken time out of this day. Actually, he's working and doing this uh, Zoom. And so I'm so grateful that he's taking the time out of his day to join us and share his truth, right? There's also, there's always your side, their side and the truth. And so I'm grateful that our truth comes together, that it doesn't compete, but it complements. And Amen. so identify where you are, where you're going, so that you can get there without any stress, strain or struggle. Guess why? Amen. Guess why? <laughs> because you can. Simply because you can. God said that I wish above all things that you prosper and be in great health, even as your soul prospers. Amen. So will you go and be well in every area of your life? Don't allow any bitterness, strife to harden your heart. Let's deal with the matters of the heart, guys, today. See you Amen. later. Amen.